everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. As a husband and a father, I find myself looking at other guys who are married with kids and comparing myself. Now, these comparisons are by no means rational. I know very little about most of these other guys. I just base my comparisons on what I see and what I hear and what I experience. I do the same thing with other married couples. I observe how they act in general and how they interact with each other. And I can't help but compare sometimes. In doing this, I discover those couples whom I consider to be standard bearers for myself. Philip and Eileen Bloom are one of these standard bearer couples for me. I haven't known them super long, but they consistently come across as genuine and honest and vulnerable in exceptional ways. And in these trying times, they are the type of people that I look to for guidance and wisdom. As we all go through this pandemic together, we're finding out what it's like to collectively suffer at all kinds of different levels. I'm here to tell you that for me, it's people like Philip and Eileen who set a standard when things are quote-unquote normal, that when applied in our lives can really help the rest of us when things aren't quite so normal. In short, they strive to celebrate life in a way that isn't dependent upon circumstances or normalcy. And that's a mindset I can really use right now. Philip and Eileen Bloom. Hello. Yes. <laughs> Hello. That's us. <laughs> you guys are um, different. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Wait, we think. How no, do you that's, mean? That's meant to be a compliment. <laughs> but it's, it's true that you're different. What I want to know right off the bat is, how aware of it are you? How weird are we? How aware. aware. Oh. <laughs> that we are different. How weird are you? That's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but for this podcast, honestly, because we we talked about this very briefly, mm-hmm. okay, on the way up in the elevator here mm-hmm. to come to this room. And, and this, so what's been on my mind, you know, bigger picture type of stuff with you guys in particular is you're, di- you're different. You're not the same. Okay. And I do mean that as a compliment. I know it can be taken both ways. Right. But what I, what I'd like to get a sense of from both of you and mostly from you, Eileen, because I've spoken to Philip before, uh-huh. <laughs> but I do, I do want to hear a lot from you. So we're different from each other. Or well, different of course from that, others. of course that, but I'm looking at you as an, as, a, as an entity together, gotcha. mm-hmm. like in our industry. So I'll drill down a little bit and get, give you a little bit more to work with <laughs> in, in our industry. You have, we have these different entities, these different personalities, right. Mm-hmm. That are big names or whatever they're they're on the circuit and they're they're showing up here and there and they're, they're educating and they're inspiring and all all the stuff that people do right right and you're not the same as many of them now don't get me wrong i could have i could say the same thing to a lot of other people you're different <laughs> right right you say that to everybody so i don't mean it i don't mean it to single you out completely mm-hmm. but do you have a sense that you are different than other people doing the same thing that you guys are doing if i'm 
hearing you correctly, um, maybe that means having a family life, having kids while we, we're still photographers. I'm trying to get a sense of what the different well, part is. Well, the sense, the, the, the reality of it is right. for me, whatever you bring up. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting. That <laughs> it's interesting Ooh. to me and very telling that that's where you went. Mm-hmm. Because... I think that there are a lot of people, and historically there have been a lot of people that have been very successful at teaching and speaking and spreading whatever gospel it is that they want to spread from the stage, mm-hmm. right? And many of them either didn't have the families to take mm-hmm. care of and provide for, or were past that stage in their lives, or had them and it got ruined. And mm-hmm. that's, that's really to the point, and that's really blunt, and it's really bleak. But that's also very true. Like, we have seen people be destroyed by their business, be destroyed by their work, be destroyed by, like, their, their personal lives and their family lives be really wrecked mm-hmm. by that for whatever reason. Yeah, so, I mean, some right. of those people are our friends and have, you know, right. we've seen into those lives intimately because of just the, sheer time that we've spent in this industry and getting gotten to know people closely. Right. So that's a reality for sure. But that's not happening with you guys. No, uh, <laughs> I, 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 as, as you're talking and mentioning those things, I think back to our vision and maybe it's because we have a vision for, for our business, um, that ties into our family and our relationships uh, about, celebrating life and and reclaiming lives where they're being destroyed and so when that's kind of at the forefront of our business and just what we keep in mind in all that we do and how we run our business I think that's what just brings it uh, gives meaning to what we do and, and and gives us motivation to keep going did that was that something that existed from the very beginning for you or as this career that you guys are developing has been progressing is that something that also has been developing or did you walk through that door initially with that on your mind definitely something that that developed over time i would say yeah i mean the the truth is i mean the value system was there and and in place for both of us the families we come from Mm -hmm. there was a um an ethic uh and a faith that we both shared that put eternal things first and, that, and mm. put relationships and humans, you know, other people, our families, those things were first. But that's, you know, if you talk to us philosophically at the very beginning, we would have told you that. Right. But then life happens sometimes as well. <laughs> right. right. And right. so you just get into sometimes, the, sometimes yeah. it happens. <laughs> and so all of us can, you know, even those of us who ha- maybe um, have the, the blessing and, um, you know, the, the advantage of, of that upbringing and healthy family life that we came from, um, it's still anyone, all of us can relate to each other and that we, any one of us can lose perspective at times. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I think for us, when we first began our business, we were just practically in the thick of it and, um, we're just trying to pay bills and get by. And so there was a little bit of a loss of vision, um, those first couple of years trying to survive. And there's definitely a turning point for us in our business that got us back on track. Yeah. 
what's the turning point? <laughs> so you throw a big softball like that. He, I'm he try does. To hit it. <laughs> I mean, we were just working around the clock, twenty four seven, not not really knowing much of what we were doing, starting out the business. Um, but oh, one day we find out that I was pregnant, mm. and it's like okay. We get to start a family, you know, um, get all excited. And and um, and it was nice just working from home. Philip could come with me to my OB appointments and yeah. we could listen to the heartbeat. And 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 one of those appointments came in and we're just excitedly just awaiting to see uh, the ultrasound and everything as they put that jelly on my belly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then then we don't hear anything except just the clock ticking. Mm. Um, and, and we lost our, our first baby. And, and it was that point that we're like, what are we doing? Um, what really matters in life? You know, what, what are we living for? And um, so, so around that time, we're like, we, we want to do something that is meaningful, something that, that, I don't know, I guess makes a difference. And so, um, so we did the responsible thing and used our savings <laughs> up to, um, to actually help this organization in Guatemala. Yeah. Okay. They, they were, um, just needing a short promo video to highlight what this organization was doing in the most violent slums in the world, um, where even police don't enter is just um just gangs uh is gang life for the the kids um that's all they knew to to go into and yeah, grow up with. a war zone that yeah that these children grow up on the streets and yeah among. and so this particular organization was rescuing kids from the gangs and giving them a new life new educate um education mm. um and just making a true difference in this community that that was just so dangerous to go to. And so when we found out about this organization, they asked us to make this short video. Um, so we use our savings to buy new video equip- equipment that arrives three days before we leave for Guatemala. Um, and then we spent one week there uh, filming. And it and the thing is, the story was so compelling that it ended up being a feature length documentary film, not just a three, turned, m- four minute, fr- yeah. Right. Yeah, and so ended up traveling uh, the states to film festivals, churches, universities, um, spreading the news of, 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 um, of these boys and, and what this organization was doing and, 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 and in doing so, helping them to make a difference in these lives. Is, so let me, I want to get this straight because mm-hmm. I got a lot of things running through my, my <laughs> mind. I knew of the story from you guys. Right. Philip, I think we've discussed it before, but I'd like to open it up a little bit. And, and what I'm hearing you say is that for you guys, um, something tragic and very difficult led to something beautiful and amazing. Is that fair to say? Is there, there's a direct correlation there. Is that right? I'd say that's fair to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, any it's interesting when you take a little, uh, you know, take enough time to 
uh, just allow your mind to wander on the meaning of life. It's a big question that I think most of us avoid and just yeah. decide not to think about. Right. Um, but I think it's so, uh, it's an important question. I think if we allow ourselves to ponder it, um, maybe there's someone out there who, who would um, reward those questions with answers. Mm. And so, um, and so really, I think it's true that when life is, uh, full of suffering, um, it's when we look at, you know, other photographers, others in any realm of life who we just see them as successful. And, um, it's all of that is a facade. Everybody has some experience at at some point in their life of (coughs) challenge. Everybody has some baggage that sometimes they're not even aware of that just distorts the way that they approach their lives. And it could be so much healthier if they could get to the bottom of that. So I think, I think for us in our case, we went through what is a much more common experience than, you know, much many people realize. Yeah. And if you lose a child, um, we know people who are very tragically that's, you know, even after birth and you get to know that child mm-hmm. more intimately and it's just tragic, but it's also very, um, personal and real when you lose that child before birth as in our case. And, and so that, that, um, that kind of suffering exists, but it paints a very, I think almost any background we come from, we can agree that we understand what is, what we all desire. We want, we want things to be whole. We, we, we cherish life and all of the, the fruit and the goodness of this life above the loss and destruction and sure and, and it helps you to it just helps you to i think kind of understand concretely that there's something really good out there that we that we need to pursue and if we could just put our finger on what that is um and so and so certainly that that <coughs> experience led us to listen the you know the life we lost in with our child that that life was so valuable to us even for the brief time that we had it right. and the love that it inspired. And if we want to honor that, then we're going to pursue life. Um, and not just whatever situation, you know, someone who's listening to this, whatever situation you're going through, not just, uh, kind of, um, uh, not, not kind of, um, just get caught in, in that cycle of, of depression or sorrow, um, or wallow in it but to instead reach out for, for the, 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 um, for the good that we, that we all kind of sense. So that it definitely did push us toward doing, um, things that we know c- could, could bring life in, in the situation of, of helping an organization or, um, and when we stepped into, you know, like here we are recording at WPPI at this big giant conference with all the gl- glamour and glitz and, you know, even outside the photo conference, there's this Las Vegas where the lights are shining and beckoning <laughs> people to come and, you know, fulfill their whatever, yeah. you know, they don't have enough relationships, so they need some naked women in front of them to right. fulfill some of these desires or yeah. something. And it's all, it, it's all pointing to this emptiness that, um, I think when we stepped into this world as edu- in the education industry, Um, it was definitely, we were coming from a place where like, we just wanted to meet people and encourage them that as photographers, as visual storytellers, we had just learned that we have superpowers and we wanted them to know that too. And that they could take their cameras and do world altering transformative things with them, um, beyond just make glittery photos. And so I think that's where 
from the very beginning, it was just a different story for us. And it kind of shredded away the temptation to to want to build a rock star persona in this mm-hmm. industry or something. I could care less about being a rock star. Right. <laughs> so well, and maybe that's one of the things that make you different as well. Yeah, I don't like being in the limelight. I'm such a behind the scenes person. I I mean, even in our relationship, Philip is the big idea person and then I'm the one who implements those ideas or the processor, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Um, executor. The, well, <laughs> executioner. The, well, the, of, <laughs> of dreams. Well, but how important is it to have a filter, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, because I'm in a relationship with a woman who's got, she's an idea factory. Mm. And so I'm more like you. Yeah. Eileen. I, and I like staying behind the curtain. Even yeah. doing a podcast for me is fine right. because you can't see me and this isn't live. Uh-huh. Right. So I, I take comfort in that. Right. Whereas, you know, some people might want to be uh, filmed and some people oh. might want, like, get excited about something like this being live. I'm so relieved that this is not on video. I take, <laughs> me too. And I take yeah. a lot of comfort in knowing that maybe nobody is ever going to hear what we're saying right <laughs> now. But, and I think that is awesome yeah. because then we can just be open and say whatever we want. Mm-hmm. But my point is, like, she, like, one of my big things that I, like, one of my big tasks in life is essentially d- separating the wheat from the chaff with all the ideas that are constantly coming out of. You know, it's like, we can do this and we can do this. And what if we do this? Mm-hmm. We, well, sometimes I'm like, well, what, you know, I, that sounds really good just to hear you say it, but what about this, this, and this, you mm-hmm. know? And then, so that's like one of my tasks is to kind of filter out. Filter, that's of, the word. Yes. I'm filter. always filtering. It's going through a filter. Because all you're these processing ideas. in a right. different way than right. he is. Right. And he's processing in a different way that you are, where he can like grab all these amazing things. Mm-hmm. There's right? so many great ideas. Yes. It's just, you know, there's a few that we actually do and move forward with. Um, so we had to learn how to kind of uh, deal with that dynamic, you know, so that I'm not always just crushing his dreams, but hearing him out. Well, what and- does the learning process look like? Because yeah. you, we can joke around and say the words like crushing dreams. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Executioner. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I meant execution. Yes, like yes. we're using yes. these, but there's, but there is a bit of passive aggression there, mm-hmm. rightfully so, right? Because <laughs> my wife and I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You say these things, and we laugh about them, we joke about them, and yet what I'd like to get to is the tinge of hurt, mm-hmm. the tinge of it, because that's what causes the bumps when we're going through the process of working out those dynamics. Mm-hmm. What does that look like for you guys? You're well, both very positive and happy. <laughs> no, well, and actually, we're and, and I know you deal with those things as mm-hmm. well because you're in this relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's fascinating because if we just have a, su- a surface conversation with somebody and they are asking about what's it like working with your spouse, and yeah, yeah, all that. Our, stuff. our quick answer is, you know, we know plenty of couples who are madly in love but should never work together. <laughs> we are very thankful that we complement each our other. Personalities well. complement each other. Yeah. And have helped us to work, and to a degree, that's true. But that's the that's the superficial answer. Sure, because it is true that we share uh, complementary personalities. With Eileen mm. being so, you know, humble behind the scenes, and also extremely brilliant and capable of making things happen mm-hmm. and staying on task. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, I have just you know other. Uh, 
other skills of being able to bring people together yeah. and collaborate and, and create the value for everyone's and so that people want to be involved and, and these bit, what can become big projects or opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so that's complimentary, but what you're referring to that tinge, <laughs> the tinge of, yes, the tinge. It's, it's, it is, I can think, <laughs> I can say, thankfully it, it's, it's like the, the, the passive aggressive note um, in our jokes now isn't, isn't painful, but it was, but it was because really? it has been a very deliberate really? mm-hmm. part of our growth in our marriage as a married couple to um, kind of, you know, with the help of mentors and people in our life who, who we we have admitted, you know, we, we can't just, uh, we, we can't grow as people without outside help. We just, we can't do this on our own. Yeah. Right. And that's not the way we started our marriage. I think I really felt like I'm an amazing guy and she's amazing, (laughs) but I'm going to be the best spouse ever. I'm the, (laughs) have you seen a good husband? Well, you ain't seen nothing yet. This is, this marriage is going to be amazing. Right. Right. And, um, and then as, as amazing as our marriage may be compared to, you know, couple X, Y, or Z, it was our, our marriage still, struggled and, and became weaker over time because of those sentiments. When we got help from the outside and people with a, a another set of eyes, a third party to invest in us, that became really powerful. And one of the main things that, yeah, that we have worked on is, is, um, you know, goes both ways. Eileen yeah. being able to, um, sort of, uh, reject her natural inclination to just see why something won't work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, tell it's like me I, immediately. I jump right to it. It's really hard for me to go through a brainstorming phase. You know, I, I just, I just knock the ideas you, right you away. You tend to pick out the yes, flaws. Yes, Is it like a right critical, critical spirit type of thing, perhaps? <laughs> not, not, not so much. It's just, it just immediately goes through that filter rather right. than just coming up with a, the idea um, stage. You know, you're a skeptic at heart. Like yeah, you maybe see, that's it. <laughs> well, you're able to see. Well, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. Way before. You're just going to jump on board and be like, yeah, let's just go out and, and, and get after it. Right. You're prone to see what you perceive. Exactly. Are the dangerous parts or the or yeah. the, or the risky parts. Let's put mm-hmm. it that way. Right. Right. So you have that. That's actually a gift in a sense when aligned with you. Philip. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if she can avoid the trip wires that would you know, take all your good intentions and all of your energy that you put into making something work, but you didn't see the tripwire, then you could undo and, and all of that work and good, you know, um, all of energy and everything could have, could go to all, all of that's, all of that's true. But herein lies the rub. She sees it as a tripwire and you see it as a lifeline. And I'm, and I'm not, no, there may be times where she sees it as a tripwire and you're like, Oh yeah, that's a tripwire. But what I'm interested in is when she sees it as a tripwire and, and you see it as something that's like a tether that's like, it's a necessary, yeah, we, that's a wire, but it's a necessary wire (laughs) type of thing. Right. So I'm using, taking your analogy to a different level, but what then is that the part where you're like, we can't be isolated there. That's a perfect example of when we try to work that out by ourselves, it, it, it's destined to be a struggle until yeah. and we it, get help with it. And to me, it's almost a, a fear cause it's a, a personal work that I've, um, I forgot who said this. It was, um, but some great, you know, um, business and, and self-improvement guru who talks about how, um, who, who you may know the guy's name. He was, I think, the mentor to Tony Robbins initially. Whatever that guy's oh, name. Oh, I is. don't know Tony <laughs> Robbins' mentor. Yeah, I don't know. This one, I, I learned his name recently, and obviously, I didn't commit it to my long-term memory. But, <laughs> but what he said, he did was stick really with me. important, though. Yeah. <laughs> what he did say was, 
um, you know, you can. Oh no, this was Zig, uh, maybe Zig Ziglar or something. It, what you you can focus on your business, and you can make a living, or you can focus on improving yourself, and you can make a fortune. Hmm. Um, and when you sit and sort of sit in that for a little while mm-hmm. and process what it means, it really is it's so amazing because you can force things to happen and try to put the pieces in place. Um, but you'll always have blind spots. And so the, one of the, um, and it's into your own personality and biases and things. So one of the greatest, um, growth experiences that we've had for our business and for our moving our family forward and helping our kids to raise our kids the way we want to and everything has actually come back to, um, this thing that I didn't have before, which now I believe is so important is to work on myself Mm. and to, um, get input from others and mm-hmm. and uh, as hard as it is to take criticism seek out criticism as to my own personality my own habits and then and um and improve improve those intentionally so that the reason i say that is kind of a preface is because one of my and it's an almost an extreme case but one of my personality traits since i was a kid is extreme perfectionism, oh. mm-hmm. and to the point that it was debilitating. Yeah, um, just you know, I'm I'm like in fifth grade, and I feel like if I don't make a 100 on this test, then I'm never going to get into college. I'm right. never going to meet a wife. <laughs> right, and, and right. Like, Your so whole life is over. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's the kind of, and and still I have a kind of weird OCD where like my my shirts are color coordinated in my closet and everything you know so that mm-hmm. that's part of who I'll always be mm-hmm. but it was a very intentional thing having to root out perfectionism in my personality because it kept me from making any decisions and as i developed that part of my personality and i realized you know what if i can just almost intentionally ignore the details yeah and just say, I'm going for this. As scared as I am, I'm going to jump into it and try it. Then at least if, if it doesn't come out the way I want to, something will happen as a result. And actually, I'll tell you this. I haven't thought of this uh, for a long time. But I think the thing that really broke me in, in a good way was when I took a study abroad program during college. Um, I was still just debilitated by perfectionism. And I took a study abroad program to New Zealand and it was not just like exchange student. I'm going to go to a university in New Zealand. It was we spent a whole year of school living in tents oh. and had to have waterproof paper and ink to take our tests. And often we were taking our tests like in torrential downpours in the jungle, wow. all studying ecology. And it was to a point, it was so absurd almost, <laughs> that it was the first time I ever said, you know, what, I'm just, I just don't care if, you know, if I, if I can't think with all these distractions and crazy things going on, I don't care if I fail this test anymore. I'm in New Zealand. I'm living here. This is amazing. I'm just going to fill out. I'm going to give the answers I know and not worry about the ones I don't. So the possibility and or probability for perfection was greatly diminished, it was diminished. anyway. It was, yeah. So I just gave up on it, I think. <laughs> and I got through and I learned so much more and I grew so much more than yeah. I ever had before. It was so yeah. rewarding. Mm-hmm. So I've. it really helped me to be able to, for the most part, um, transfer that. And now whenever I see, uh, and Eileen will bring, you know, Eileen is here. Um, helping to bring a level of perfectionism to goals and projects and tasks that we have before us. And it almost scares me sometimes. <laughs> and so I have to, <laughs> on my side, I have to open up um, and be willing to accept mm-hmm. 
those um, so what is sometimes hard work to implement changes and improve things. Um, and it's a balancing act, right? I mean, yeah. you'd say it's a balancing act to make sure that we do things that are scary and we are bold about them and we do them even if even if it might fail or someone might laugh at us for it. Um, but we do still do it to the best of our ability to the point that we're not subtracting from from other important areas of our lives. So in mm-hmm. business, Eileen in particular, given everything that Philip has just said, yes. how does it what does that look like in your business from your perspective? <laughs> uh because you're the mom too. Right? I am the you're, mom. You're this mom. And, and Philip's have, a great dad, though. Well, like, that, I feel we'll, like we we'll say that parent. goes without saying <laughs> for the time being. Well, Philip's a great dad. Uh-huh. That's, I, I, I believe it. And I believe you're a great mom, too. <laughs> but I'm, what I'm trying to say is, given everything he just said, right, mm-hmm. with, what, with what we know he has struggled with in the past, and the way that you act as a, as a compliment to him, both, you know, as, as a married couple, so in right. a relationship, but also in a business, also considering that you're a mother to these three babies, mm-hmm. too, right? Right. What does that look like for you? Because you know this about him and you're learning more and more about each other. Yes. But what, is it, what does it look like for you on a daily, on a daily basis? Because you have all these different, I don't know, are they plates that are spinning, whether you like <laughs> it or not? Or are you keeping all these balls in the air and right. trying not to drop any of them? Like, yeah. What is, how does that play out for you? Well, thankfully, I mean, the reason why I said he's a great dad is, is because we do... Uh, we, we both parent equally. It's not like I necessarily do more in the parenting arena. Uh And so with, with that said, he does take into consideration, okay, what about our kids? What about our family life? Even as he's presenting these big ideas Mm -hmm. in the business. And so I, I really appreciate that. Um, and I think, I think maybe he even has his own filter that I don't even see that all his ideas go through, really. And so the ones he does present, I can already see how he's taken into consideration. He's started to refine family. them already. I have, right. I have to just so yes. Right. So, so I feel better. Well, you've about learned that. Right. You've learned that piece maybe yeah. too. Right. right? Yeah. It's yeah. in your best interest to run yeah. them through a couple filters of your own before they are presented to you before I, I just exactly. drop him in front of her with like is a like a bomb <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> of course um i guess the one big thing that i am still not super comfortable with is <laughs> the thing the thing is our brand is even the blooms right. it's both of us together yeah. yeah um whereas i'd be happy for him to be the face of our business i'm like i can just hide in the background and i'm constantly right. telling her like no one's gonna come to see just me you're the one who is attracting everyone. Yeah. So, well, there is that piece. But, yeah. <laughs> to some degree, there is that piece. Yeah. There I get is. it. Yeah. And, it. and so she's so I'm approachable. To... I mean, it's like such an unspoken just quality. And that that's where I I'm I'm still learning though. Mm. And and because it stretches you, you said, a little bit. Yes, it stretches me. Yeah. I, I like to be stretched and challenged, and I don't like it at the same time. Right. 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 Uh, but but like what you were saying earlier, Jed, um, just when I have. Uh, seen what happens when I put myself out there, when mm-hmm. I start talking to other people who are in the same boat as I am, mm-hmm. um, it it's really rewarding. Mm. And I'm like, oh, if I hadn't put myself out there, if I hadn't shared my experience, 
um, with other women like me, mm-hmm. um, then it wouldn't have made a difference in, in their right. lives right then. Right, an opportunity lost. Exactly. Really. So the feedback I get from others, they're like, oh, thank you so much for sharing your story. That has helped me. I'm like, wow. I, I, you know, I, I can't look at it as this... Uh, the selfish, selfish thing to where, okay, it's about me. Oh, I don't like being in the spotlight, but right. it's like when I, when I do think about others and less about me, then I, I am able to move forward and put myself out there. As you, so as you've been going, let's say the last few years in particular, mm-hmm. as you guys have been on the journey that you've been on and you've been experiencing all these different places and, 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 uh, creating relationships and nurturing relationships with different people all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them come to you too via right. uh, email and your website uh, mm-hmm. for your workshops and all the things that you guys do. Mm-hmm. Are are there common threads that you're discovering that that are really roadblocks for people in general right now that you're that you find yourself addressing over and over? Yeah. Um, one thing that comes to mind is having confidence, Mm. like just confidence in your skills, in your pricing. Um, Mm. And that's definitely something that resonates with me because I don't feel like a very confident person, Mm. but over time, I guess just with practice and just with actually um, just running the business, you learn to, at least try to exude confidence and that even just goes a long way. Like you can even try to fake it till you make it type of thing. Kind of like that. But yes. What, what lies in it for you? Let's say for you per, in, in particular, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make the assumption and take the leap right away that what you say is going to resonate with a lot of other people. <laughs> what lies underneath that lack of confidence? What's down there? Uh, I, I like to attribute it to that's my personality. <laughs> um, well, and maybe it is, yeah, yeah. but why? I'm the youngest of three okay. kids. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I always felt like I was um, just following what other people do. They yeah. know more because they're older or right. whatever it is. Right. Um, and so that that's just kind of how I went into our marriage, into mm-hmm. our business. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first couple of years of starting our photography business, and I would tell people, oh, I... I do photography and I, I didn't realize how that came across. It's like, it sounded like I, oh, I dabble in it. Yeah. You know, right, I, right. I, I didn't feel confident enough to say right. I'm a photographer. Yeah. yeah. It was literally a discussion we would have. Like you need to, t- if people ask you what you do, say, I'm a photographer. Right. I am a okay, photographer. Okay. Okay. I'll say it next time. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I do some photography. I do some photography. Yeah. A couple more yeah. qualifiers. Let me add yeah. those on. Yeah. 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 But those are like pieces that come out that are, that are like meaningful because of what, they're coming from I think and I I think it's interesting that you that you kind of mentioned the sort of fake it to you make it sort of thing Mm -hmm. because have you seen that when you choose that even if you feel even if you don't feel confident right Right. but you decide I am going to at least exude the air of confidence Mm -hmm. and you sort of fake it to you make it even if it's not 100% genuine Mm -hmm. but then you see positive results totally occur as a result of that Mm -hmm. is it not is it not an encouragement to like really, and, and, and maybe this is like happens on a deeper level too with your personality. Mm-hmm. Have you seen your personality shift as a result of that? You know, those, those baby steps maybe at the beginning lead to, well, I'm not 
faking it so much anymore. Right. I mean, because it's like you fake it till you become it, really. There you go. So that's so, what really the make it piece right. means. Exactly. Fake it until you are it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so after years of doing that, it's just, it, it is an encouragement for sure when I see the benefits or the good things that, yes. that come through, just pushing myself, you know, pushing through my nervousness or anxieties or just insecurities um, and just doing something anyway. What are the specific things that you guys do as business partners and parents to make sure, right, mm -hmm. that 10, 15, 20 years from now, you don't look back with your children in particular and see, well, we have a really successful business and our kids don't know us or vice <laughs> versa. What do, you, what do you do intentionally now, today, so that that does not occur? Yeah. There's yeah. a whole list of just practical right. things that I think we've implemented over years. It, I think it, it began with rules that we set for ourselves. Mm. Uh, we would do this every January at the beginning of the year. We would um, give, you know, send the kids to grandma's and grandpa's house <laughs> for like two days. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, and we would go to a little retreat, some kind of retreat center somewhere. Um, and we would just sit down with notebooks separately. Yeah. yeah. And look over all the different um, kind of the areas, the areas of lives, lives of our lives, our relationships, right. our business, go you know, listing our goals for our relationship, our business, mm -hmm. our travel desires, all these different areas, our children. Mm -hmm. And then we come together and we compare those mm -hmm. and then we kind of um, get it down to a manageable list where it really overlaps for both of us that we want to focus on the coming year. And so out of that have just come simple things like um, we're going to move the TV out of the house. Mm -hmm. Oh, my. We're Something going like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's in our gonna... living room, that's not the central point of the room. Like I, I think a lot of homes have. Well, you know, it is. That's over the like fireplace design. or whatever I mean, Look it at is. the room we're in right now. Everything's <laughs> facing, everything's like facing the, the television on the wall. So it's not in our living room. But I mean, you determined that that was a distraction or that was somehow debilitating. It was taking up so much. Um, it was so easy. It was such an easy kids watch the TV while right. we get this done real quick because mm -hmm. this, right. this urgent thing just appeared on our email. <laughs> right. Um, and they're perfectly happy to be mesmerized by the TV. They are. They are. Yeah. And to yeah. be honest, for me as a kid, I remember that being an addiction. I remember even in high school being so distracted by the TV, and I was like an all-A student. I was so it was very important to my perfectionist personality to get those grades and everything, right. <laughs> even though my parents didn't push me for it. Um, and and so I like begged them to cut the cable. I was like, I'm addicted to it. I can't. I need help. <laughs> really? really? I, I think they just didn't get it. They're like, you know, Dad wants to watch the sports once in a while. Right. <laughs> right. So so I didn't get any help with that. And it was the kind of thing where I was like. I can see it in my kids, even though they're not asking right. for that yet. Oh, right. yeah. And right. so... Um, it's just and, like beckoning you to just watch it and turn it on. So just remove the temptation altogether. But, but I mean, you, like conceptually, yeah. you can apply that mm -hmm. to a lot of different... Like you determined that there was X and X was a problem. Mm -hmm. And so you decided collectively to like take a stand and right. do something that a lot of people would think is fairly drastic. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Those are that is one of the things that a lot of people react to is if it's really drastic. But it's so freeing. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, and to some sense when you cure one problem, another one pops up and mm -hmm. so it became and and that was years ago that we did that many years ago. So it became a thing where only after that did <laughs> 
easy to stream on your phone or iPad stuff right. replace it. Right. So yeah. having it, the right. fact that we don't have a TV in our house doesn't matter much. Right. Because you can watch it on the iPad now, right? Right. Right. So mm-hmm. we had to set new boundaries about there. You know, there are no. We don't t- touch our phone ha- handsets after X time for us. Right. It's like dinner time. Yeah. Right. Obviously, no phones at the table. And yeah, just unplugging time. Unplugging so, after, after dinner. So set set hours for work, and then this is unplugged time. This is family time. Right. Yeah. And then what it's evolved into over years that is just especially rewarding. And I guess the the two things that um have been have helped our kids develop so much and just made our relationship with our kids so much more of a joy. Um, even though even the ones who are young, like Leo, who's six years old, boy. And at this point in his life, he's just mm-hmm. in a phase where he's bouncing off the walls, <laughs> destroying Literally. things all the time. <laughs> and it could be so frustrating to us. Yeah. Even in his case, um, just really being able to enjoy him and, and grow our, our relationship has become has come because of 30 minutes a day. When the kids get off the bus, I don't care what's going on. There's nothing more urgent than... I come upstairs, I tackle them when they get off the bus in the front yard. Like I better tackle them. I better embarrass them in front of the kids who are watching through the bus windows. Every day. Every single day. And then I'm going to say, you know what? It is 10 minute um, playtime and they go crazy for it. And it's 10 minutes of undivided one-on-one yes. yes. time. With yes. each With kid. each one. With yes. each That's one. why you say half hour because you yes. get 10, yes. 10, 10, 10. Right. Because yes. there's no, they're completely different kids we found out. Mm-hmm. Yeah when they're when we're not just corralling them around together Mm -hmm. and honestly we had been corralling them around together for so long that we only knew one side of our kids we thought we knew our kids and it was only a little piece of their personality i mean it's amazing in 10 minutes you know Juliet, our middle girl Mm -hmm. she she wants to like um plant a uh, pretend garden it's the middle of winter we're not gonna (laughs) plant a garden but we can go outside and like poke sticks in the ground yeah and those are carrots and 10 minutes of that, and she's like, thank you for helping make my carrot garden. This was amazing. Oh, my gosh. So much of what happened was just in her imagination. Um, but it was the time that she got with her dad, ten, right? Yeah. It's yeah. that 10 minutes of time mm-hmm. that she got with her dad, specifically just you, just her, doing whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that changes everything. Yeah. Is what and I'm it, hearing you say. It is. And it's not only pleasurable, but let me just talk to like skeptics or people who are right. like just being practical. Right. That saves me 20 minutes mm-hmm. or more of really unpleasant discipline, kind right. of mm-hmm. yelling and shouting right. back and forth with our kids later right. in the day. Right. Because they they need to feel seen and heard. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's just changed the atmosphere in our house. And we also do a, a full out parent kid date once a week. Um, so Eileen, right. and I, it's not a lot, you we know, alternate. Eileen and I alternate mm-hmm. right. and the kids are on a, you know, so every, <laughs> every third, every once a month, they each get a date. Mm-hmm. Um, but those two things together have just been transformative and, um, and really, really healthy. I think um, Well, then yes. for the skeptic, I like how you, I like how you said for the skeptic, it's interesting to me because you can say, well, look, there are like huge benefits, not just mm-hmm. for your children, but also for you, like as because you're not spending again all that time you said you said 20 minutes of discipline and it's mm-hmm. you know that it the time is whatever the time is right but you're saying like this is actually really helpful from for us from a practical standpoint like logistically this is a good idea sure it's also amazing like emotionally right and right. relationally between between me and my kids yeah but there are benefits that extend 
beyond that. Mm-hmm. But it and it, but it does require, Intention. you know, that intentional. Right. We're gonna set this time aside. Yeah. And this is this yeah. is going to be our time. This is for me and you to plant a garden or to or to color in a in a book, right, yep. or whatever exactly. it is that you're doing. I think that's. And it's so commonsensical, but we don't it do it. Right. And, yeah. you know, and as much as I love my kids, the, the reason I say, you know, for the cynic or the, 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 um, the skeptic. Uh, skeptic is because I know now yeah. that the subconscious excuse in the back of my mind for so long for not doing that was always, you know, the kids just need to understand I have things to do. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just don't have time. I yeah. just don't have time. To color it's that just, Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse page <laughs> with you, and it was just a lie. I told myself I, mm-hmm. I had yes. time. I had to make time. Right. Yes, I I love it. Well, I think you guys have answered my initial <laughs> question with like thirty different things. <laughs> I think I see why why you're different. It's 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 a beautiful thing. Um, if you, uh, I'm going to give you a second here, Eileen, just a platform f- to send out some encouragement. Mm-hmm. To people that are that are struggling with whatever it is they're struggling with, the common threads that we were mentioning earlier, right? What what sort of advice or encouragement could you offer them if they're listening to this right now? Um, I, I even have friends in this industry and just other moms who are who just feel inadequate mm. and incapable, and I'm the one trying to cheer them on. Look. You can do it. You, you've already, you, you already have everything in place. Mm. You know, you, you're already doing such a great job. Um, you just, just keep, keep going, keep moving forward. And, and like I said earlier about the confidence issue is mm. just, is just be confident knowing that, that, that you've got this. Yeah. I don't know how else to say it except to just, just do it. And, and, I'm such an overthinker that I I have to just step back and be like, okay, I'm not going to overthink this um, and just let all this worry uh, yeah. creep in. Yeah, I've just got to put one foot in front of the other and and just move forward and just do it. And be good to yourself. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Be good to Definitely. yourself. I like I I like that advice. I like because I can see that it comes from. The heart I can see in your face that that you know what that's like mm-hmm. that you've been there and that you guys see it in all these different people whose lives you touch you're you're you're, you're becoming a bigger and bigger deal I think <laughs> and I think I know why like I see you guys all the time it's funny I I go through uh, magazines and on websites and stuff like where am I gonna go and who am I gonna talk to <laughs> I see the blooms all the time in the list of speakers at all these different places and I'm like these guys are really out there. They're really making it happen right now. And there's a reason that you're being asked to do that, I think. And I think one of the reasons is because you bring, and maybe, you know, maybe you can call it common sense. Maybe you, maybe you can call it encouragement or whatever it is. You guys bring something to the table um, that I think makes a lot of sense. And I really appreciate it. Like mm-hmm. I'm uplifted by it. Let me put it that way. And I think you have a really wonderful relationship where you both work really well together. And I relate more to Eileen than I do <laughs> to you, and my wife would relate more to you, Philip, than mm-hmm. than Eileen. Um, but I find that fascinating that that here you guys are together, and you kind of have this this relationship that works so well, and and that can help so many other people with so many things that people 
struggle with right now because it's in a lot of ways, it's not getting easier. Mm. Like you said, the TV became the iPad and the phone and, you know, the access to initial, like right. you and I grew up with four, remember four channels? Five, <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember that? Our TV had the, literally had the dial and the rabbit ears uh-huh. and the U. You turned yes, it to U. So did I. And, my, so and it was nine inches, and nine inches diagonal and yeah. it was black uh-huh. and white. That was my television. And yep. if, and I was the remote, right? Like that's the joke. Yeah. Like, there was no re- remote. No. Are you kidding? There's no Jen. clicker. <laughs> Turn it to 25. I want to see what, you know, I want to see what's on the news. Back then, way before Siri, yeah. Right, right. right. Yeah. I saw a meme that said, uh, hey, yeah, when I was young, you think you have it bad when I was young, if you missed a show, you just missed it forever. <laughs> like you did, that was it. It was gone. Like mm-hmm. you didn't get to see it later on, right? And so I don't think that, that those challenges are getting easier. I think they're getting harder for us as parents for us as as business owners you know there's so um, much more noise noise yes and i mean it's not just a feeling that we have i mean it's real there's there's you can always look at the world and say there's always been problems sure and we maybe we idealize the past but and that is true but there's different kind of problems right now the problem of noise Mm -hmm. is real and worse than ever and just just actually researching and and studying that as researchers do the number of messages um and pieces of information that we ingest it's insane um is just right. thousands of times multiplied from like you said just from our childhood yeah. or even our young adulthood we're getting yeah. a little older now so yeah. it's yeah there's it's, that too uh, <laughs> <laughs> but and and the only there's there's it's like what do we do it's beyond our control and the interesting thing is just this this belief system that I have now is that we think of our environments as being beyond our control, but we have complete control over them. Yeah, mm-hmm. we mo- we can modify our, our environment. And I well, you got to, rid of the TV to me. Yeah, that's just mm-hmm. one example to me of uh, what I my I I, I aspire to be a minimalist. Mm. And there's I believe so much in not just adding to your life and trying to do more and get more and be more. But just as importantly as gaining is subtracting from your life. And mm-hmm. so a lot of the t- time and energy we spend when we're, you know, talking together, Eileen and I, and planning our vision for the future is like, what are, what are we doing that needs to be cut out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so much more of that that we can do and that all of us just as a community of people can do. It's very, um, it's, uh, it, it gives us some, some room to breathe and to enjoy what it means to be human again. Amen. Mm-hmm. V- yeah. Very well put. Where where can people find you guys um, on on the interwebs? Yeah, on Instagram, we're at uh, the Blooms. Mm-hmm. So just make sure you spell the Blooms B L U M E S rather than B L O O, right? Correct, right. correct. We just have to tell people that, like Judy Bloom, like right. Judy Bloom, They're like, right. oh, oh hi, yeah, I know that right. author. Right. 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 I thought right. your last name was Balloon this whole time. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's I've never met sure. anyone named Balloon. Right. <laughs> no, G- yeah, Blooms. So the blo- at the Blooms, like Judy. Bloom at the Blooms. on Instagram, yeah, and then the Blooms.co. So mm-hmm. the Blooms.co is mm-hmm. our website. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you for joining me, you guys. Thanks, thanks Jed. Jed. and thanks for that 51 minute answer to my <laughs> to my very ambiguous question to start off the interview. I appreciate your time very much. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate it. it.